Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. For about 200 years between 1700s and 1940s, the British Empire reigned supreme throughout the world. There was a saying that the sun never sets on the British Empire because it spanned the globe and there was always daylight somewhere on their vast territory. Today, regulators in the UK are working with Tether to create a stable coin that is bonded to the British pound because the British have massive goals in Web3. So today we're going to discuss what all of that means. I know you didn't expect a history lesson when you came to listen to a Web3 NFT podcast. However, context is really needed. As the world is right now, pretty much the United States is the world power. Whether it be militarily or economically, people really understand the power of the U.S. dollar and everything that flows through the United States. However, that was not the case before World War II. But to give a little history lesson... As that saying or that poem goes, as we know from the back in the day, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Well, from that period forward, the Spanish Empire became a superpower. They established colonies in South America and all over the world. They were getting gold. Their currency was very strong. Everything was just great. However, this power was transferred to the British Empire. Long story short, conflict with Spain, a massive turn of events in an event called the Spanish Armada invasion that failed. And quite a few things such as the Industrial Revolution put the British Empire in a position to become the world power. So really between the 1700s all the way up until World War II, the British pound, the British economy, the British government, and the British military were top of the line in the entire world. As the rest of the world started to industrialize, and of course with war, especially with World War I, the empire started to weaken. But by World War II... The British Empire basically went bankrupt trying to fight off the Axis powers because France and much of Europe already had fallen. So it was basically the British fighting Germany and Axis on their own via U.S. loans. Because of this, the British Empire was virtually bankrupted. And now today, the British Commonwealth, as we know, it, is a far cry from the British Empire. Long gone are the days of the glory that they once spoke about, the sun never setting on the British Empire. And although the British pound is still very strong as far as exchange goes, it never regained its prominence that it had before World War II. The U.S. dollar has taken over as the global standard and reserve currency of the world. And because of this, the British have been in steady decline. Okay, I said all of this to say this. The currency is very important. The strongest currency is what has all the power in the world. Now, you might be wondering, what does that have to do with anything? Why is that important as far as crypto, Web3, or anything of that nature? But think of it this way. If you can use your currency to purchase anything, in theory, you're the one with the real power. And I'll ask you a simple question. Would you rather me give you $1, one Bitcoin, one Ether, or one Soul? Based on what you can purchase for it, the power that that has, most likely you're going to say one Bitcoin. Because at the point of recording this, $1 is worth $1. One Bitcoin is worth about $20,000. One ETH is worth about $1,100. And one soul is around $36 or so. So simple math says, take the one with the most power, the most buying power, the most influence, the one that you could do the most with. And in this case, it is the one Bitcoin. Well, that is the same thing with currencies around the world. Because the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency, pretty much anywhere the U.S. goes around the world, they can accept that payment. For example, I'm here recording in Jamaica. An American tourist can come straight off the plane and spend their U.S. dollars in Jamaica without doing any conversions whatsoever. 
because just about every business in Jamaica is going to accept that as payment. In reverse, when a Jamaican goes to the U.S., no businesses are going to accept Jamaican dollars as payment. So a Jamaican visiting the U.S. has to convert to U.S. dollars either before getting there or upon arrival going to some sort of cash exchange business or whatever. But you can't just walk into a store and start spending Jamaican dollars or euros or pounds or any other currency for that matter in the United States. And many countries around the world, they will gladly accept U.S. dollars. However, that is not always said about other currencies because the U.S. dollar is the global standard and the reserve currency. So what that means is every central bank around the world has U.S. dollars stored up and technically backing their dollar. I'm not going to go into a huge dissertation on how currency works. If you're really interested in that, at the end of this episode, I'll leave a book where you can get some more information on that, really understand how currency flows and all of that. But that's not the point of this episode. But just like how we have Bitcoin maxis, meaning that someone who says the only currency that really matters long term is Bitcoin, or there's even ETH maxis that says if you're not saving in ETH or storing in ETH, it doesn't really matter because long term they believe the value is going to be in that particular coin. Well, there are people that are maxis for a particular fiat currency, such as US dollars. They save in U.S. dollars, they want their transactions in U.S. dollars, and they always convert their local currencies out into U.S. dollars. For example, a high earner in Jamaica that is earning in Jamaican dollars, nine out of 10 times they're going to save their money in U.S. dollars simply because the exchange rate is more favorable, it is much more stable, and as I said, all the power and everything is related to the U.S. dollars backing the Jamaican dollar anyway, so why not just save directly in U.S. dollars and sort of control your own value of your currency in the sense that you're not dependent on the exchange rate between the local currency back to U.S. dollars, you just directly save it in U.S. dollars. Now, going back to this whole thing, relating it to the British pound, getting that stable coin with the tether. That is because they see this whole thing that is happening in Web3 as a great paradigm shift. Just as those history lessons, as I said, shifting from Columbus sailing the ocean blue in 1492, giving Spain the power, the failed invasion by the Spanish Armada and the Industrial Revolution, giving the British Empire the power, and World War II giving the United States the power. What we're seeing in Web3 right now in this whole financial revolution as far as decentralization and cryptocurrencies and all of this stuff that we're seeing with NFTs and this whole world of blockchain technology, the British are realizing that there is a great opportunity to regain their prominence and their power in the world stage. Once upon a time, London was the financial hub of the world. Then it shifted to New York City. And with Web3, there's a lot of talk right now between Miami, Singapore, and now London is coming into discussion. A lot of people have seen that the United States really missed an opportunity to be the crypto hub of the world based on the regulations and unfavorable laws that were happening right now. Sure, they're starting to warm up a little bit. However, a lot of the innovation has been exported overseas to other countries that had more friendly laws for cryptocurrencies, Web3, blockchain technology, and all of this stuff. And that is why the UK is trying its hardest to create an environment that is very suitable to that sort of innovation and growth. And just keeping things locally within the United States is giving an example. Cryptocurrency is regulated very differently in each state. And the reason why Miami really popped up on the stage as far as within the US is because New York, the traditional financial capital, that is where Wall Street is, the exchanges, a lot of the financial institutions and everything. Well, New York has very strict laws as far as cryptocurrencies which ones can be traded, how it is regulated, how it is taxed, all the disclosures and things have to be signed. It is pretty ridiculous. So a lot of those companies shifted to Florida 
in particular in Miami, where the laws are way more friendly, the taxation is way better, and there's less government bureaucracy to go through and try to get exactly what you're trying to do and build. And people have been observing this over the last 10 years or so. So London, especially, trying to get into this position of being this great financial hub that it once was, regain its power on the world stage, is learning from the lessons of New York and saying, okay, that is exactly what we're not going to do. And for us to go forward and rebuild what we once had... We need to create an environment that is very friendly, and that starts with a stable coin that is very prominent, which allows people to get in and out of other cryptocurrencies very easily. Because as we're seeing right now, the way things are, the thing that makes crypto very difficult for business to enter in or save in or transact in is because it is very volatile. One day something might be worth $10,000 and tomorrow it might be worth $100. When you're trying to do a budget, paying staff, electrics, writing contracts, and doing all the things that is necessary to operate a business, that is very difficult. So that is why a stable coin is very important as far as this whole crypto economy. It's because, sure, us that are traders and collectors, buyers and creators, we're looking at it as one ETH is worth one ETH, one soul is one soul, one ADA, one wax, whatever it might be. However, a business that has to pay people offline in dollars, pounds, euros, whatever, it is a totally different game. So a stable coin, hate them or love them, especially what happened with all this debacle with Luna and their stable dollar. Stable coins are really here to stay. They're not going anywhere and they're needed. And the British is wondering, well, why should our citizens have to rely on a stable coin backed by the US dollar? When we have every intentions to create a business environment that is conducive to economic growth within Web3. And I think this really signals to the Web3 community that the British are not playing around. And sure, there's some scrutiny and some comments about Tether as far as their bookkeeping and how solvent they are as far as what is backing their Tether. And because of this, there's been some tension with U.S. regulators and the company that runs Tether. But with this new rollout, they're working directly with the regulators and setting this thing up for a win-win situation for both parties. So in the upcoming months and years, look for the British to really start to have some Web3 innovations. I expect to see a lot of platforms, maybe competing companies, ready to battle with their U.S. counterparts, grants and incubators for entrepreneurs to get started, tax breaks to keep people local, and much more. So with a lot of innovation popping up all over the world, I'd love to know, do you think the U.S. will become more crypto friendly or do you think they'll just rely on what worked in the past, hoping to keep its current position as other countries pass it by? I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. But as promised, I'll also include in the show notes the link to that book, The Bitcoin Standard, which really goes into currency, reserve currency, the history of money and all that stuff in much greater detail than I went into this. I just sort of brushed over the applicable parts as to why this is big news that there is going to be a stable coin tied to the pound. But I truly believe that book is a must read or a must listen. Feel free to check it out. But as usual, I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.